Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And there is a lot of sports right now. Yeah, yeah. It's March, man. It's supposed to be busy, and it is. It's uh, it's the tournament. It's spring football. Yeah. It's NFL free agency and trade Trades, craziness. etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the, I mean, it's the road to WrestleMania. There's a lot going on. That's true. That's true, yes. I mean, hey, this is, uh, this is a busy time. Like, short of maybe October, March might be the busiest month in sports with something something happening in pretty much every sport, including, mm-hmm. thankfully, baseball. We got mm-hmm. spring training going. We got free agent signings. We're, we're rolling. Yeah. Well, let's start with the the madness that is the tournament uh interesting cinderella runs st peter's michigan yeah uh, <laughs> yeah yeah two I mean, two a, schools a who i equate with each other <laughs> <laughs> it, you know michigan was a preseason top 10 maybe top 5 team so it, it's it's hard to think of them as too much of a cinderella but uh you know they they barely eked into the tournament so did iowa state they're in the Sweet 16. Um, I I was, you know, uh, I, I, so I mean, we can we can account for some of our picks. There were some things I got right. There were a few that I did not. And Iowa State was certainly one. I I, um, I compared them to ASU of, of a few years ago, and their season kind of paralleled that. But boy, their their postseason has not. They uh, they they you know two good wins over a six and a three. No fluke about it. And now they're playing, you know, the worst team they've had to face so far in Miami. One of them's going to get to the Elite Eight. Yeah. It's always fun when you guarantee a double-digit team to the Elite Eight. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's always interesting how it shakes out when you look at, like, I mean, Texas-Purdue was one of the last games on Sunday night, and St. Peter's had won to get into that matchup. And I'm thinking, gosh, it's down as I was on Texas – they could beat Purdue. They're probably going to go to the Elite Eight. Because you're like, can St. Peter's really, you know, keep this up? Probably not. Although they it is only end, 90 miles. They they have the closest. They they are the home team for the East. They are. They are. I, I still don't think they, you know, it's the classic sort of like, you know, you go back to school and you have spent a few days having everybody tell you how great you are. And, I mean, it Purdue's a good team. Purdue's got size and. Uh, you know, I, I expect Purdue to win that game. I, who knows? I mean, I expected Kentucky to beat them, too, and obviously they didn't. Um, but, you know, like you start looking at those matchups and think, like, wow, this team could get deep into the tournament, and, and who would have guessed it? I mean, uh, you know. But, yeah, we're down to 16. We got three ones and two twos, I believe, left. Two, two mm-hmm. twos lost. Kentucky and Auburn, if I yeah, recall. Yeah, you got Duke and Villanova. Yeah, yeah. And, and three of the four ones. Baylor... Baylor was a surprise um, in in how they were pretty much dominated for most of that game by Carolina, then made it made it a heck of a game, got it to OT. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like it just the health never came together for them in the second half of the year, and I think we each had them losing in the Sweet Sixteen, if I recall, and, mm-hmm. and we were one game too too late, I guess. Yeah, I so let's go through real quick. You've got chalk. In the West, Gonzaga, Duke, yeah. Texas Tech, Arkansas. Yeah, it, it uh, chalked, but it it was adventurous getting there. All four of those teams could have easily lost in the second round. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gonzaga had to come down to the wire. Duke certainly did. Texas Tech was down late. 
and Arkansas had a had a tough battle, of the kind of a grinded out, ugly battle with New Mexico State. So, yeah, chalk, but it, that it wasn't obvious chalk. Yeah. Um, looking ahead, Gonzaga and Duke still alive. You know, sure. It's, sure. It, it's the mat. You know, it's the matchup that I think they are hoping for. Oh gosh, I mean the. Uh... I saw something about, you know, the, the get-in price, at least for the Sweet 16, uh, you know, groups, and that's the most expensive. First of all, it's in San Francisco, so that, you know, drives up the cost of anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, the you know, the chance to see Krzyzewski and will it be his last game or does he get to his last Final Four or whatever, I mean, yeah, that, that's a draw. Now, I, I, I had Texas Tech beating him ahead of time. I'm, I'm going to stick with it because, well, why not? I You know, that's... That, I believe, is the only region that I still have my Elite Eight matchup alive. So, might as well ride it to the end. So, I have Duke-Gonzaga okay. still alive. I actually have my Elite Eight is intact. Seven of the eight are intact for really? me. Really? Really? Yeah. There you go. I did not realize that. So, I... I I've lost... Yeah, well, you lost Wisconsin. Is that the only one? That's the only one. The okay. See, I had Kentucky and Tennessee in the Final Four, so I I clearly don't have seven of the eight. Yeah, I have. So I have Gonzaga, Duke, UCLA, Purdue, Arizona, Villanova, uh, yeah. and then I had Kansas, Wisconsin. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I've got uh, I got Gonzaga, Texas Tech still alive. I had UCLA, but I had UCLA playing Kentucky, so there's one. I had Arizona play at Tennessee, so there's two, and then I had Kansas, Wisconsin as well. So I've got five of the eight, I guess, but mm-hmm. but two Final Four teams out. Yeah, it's uh, look, it, it's a weird year, as you pointed out. It's very, you know, it's it, it, it it's a a parody filled year. It is, and I and I think you know, like I hear us say that. I've said it. You you said it. I hear it on TV, and I feel like. That's every year now. Like, that's what college basketball is. Um, I mean, there was, you know, I know last year you look back now and you say, you know, well, Gonzaga and Baylor were the two elites. Did it really feel like that all year? I don't think so. It ended up that way. Um, But, you know, like, it just, there's not the dominant great teams anymore. And I don't think there's ever going to be. Because, you know, guys don't stay in college long enough. The stars don't stay in college long enough for it, you know, even like Duke, you know, in 2019 when they had Zion and RJ Barrett, like they're freshmen and they lost in the elite eight and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always this way. It feels like, I mean, it, you know, admittedly I, when I went through the bracket last week and I realized that as I was talking to you that I picked, you know, nobody higher than a five seed to go to the sweet 16. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't back it up with my picks, but yet I'm not surprised that, those all didn't come to pass. I just didn't believe in anybody in particular to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I felt the same way. It's, um, it's interesting. You know, the, the conference breakdown, which you know, <clears throat> much has been made of it, but to have the big East well represented. Yeah. Um, kind no, of nobody's got more than three, right? The Big East is the only one with three. ACC's got three, don't they? Duke, Miami, and Carolina. oh, Miami. Yep, you're right. 
So it's three and three. I don't feel like ACC, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Hmm. But yeah, I mean, and... and, uh, Pac-12's got two. Pac-12's got two. Big 12 has three, right? Kansas, Texas Tech, and um, Iowa State. Iowa State. Big 10 has two. Big 10 has two, which, yeah, I I mean, starting with nine, only getting two to the Sweet 16 is not a great showing. Mm -hmm. SEC, Arkansas. Only one. Yeah, not a great showing for them either. I mean, six... Six teams made it, and they were all seated sixth or higher, I believe, weren't yeah, they? They were all I mean, favorably like seated. And yeah, they didn't have any, like, you know, bottom-of-the-field teams. And, yeah, to only get one and have, I mean, the top three teams, two two, two seeds and one three-seed, all go out before the second weekend. Yeah. I, I will tell you, after what I saw, UCLA looks good. That... Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, if um, if uh, Juzang's healthy, Hawkes. Hawkes. Right? Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Hawkes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, I was. <laughs> I thought. Am I wrong? I, you know, they get. I get them confused too. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they have looked good, and and they survived the you know the first round scare, which happens. I mean, you know, like that's that's the thing about the tournament is like there's no game to game momentum. It feels like you know you you can win by two and then the next game come out and win by 30 or mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, you know, so they look good. Uh, you know, got a, you would think a, a fairly favorable matchup with Carolina. I mean, Carolina was pretty average most of the year. Now they turned it on late. Um, but you know, that seems to be a game that would favor them. They were supposed to play, I believe in December and it got, it got canceled because of UC, UCLA shut their season down for a bit. But, but, uh, we get the matchup anyway here when it, with more stakes, I guess. Yeah. Um, that, you know, the, the South is interesting because like you said, Michigan preseason top five yeah. team. Houston, very mediocre all year. Houston, I think, is like number two or three or four in the Ken Palm rankings. Yeah, very good defensive team. That's an interesting game with Arizona. I mean, Arizona's a good offensive team, and uh, you know that that that's a, a fascinating little matchup there. I mean, yes. I, I, you know, I really I thought Arizona was going to lose to TCU. The TCU played them very tough, and uh, I mean, you know, it was it was a down to the wire. You know, needed a three to force overtime with what ten seconds left or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's hard to predict. I mean, I'll say this: the one, if if I had to like put money on who am I most confident makes the final four, I'd go with Kansas right now. Yeah, in part because of their region. Who's left? I don't. I mean, I just I know Providence. You know, they shut me up. They 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 got out the first round, then they beat Richmond. I just don't think Providence is that good. Nice story, but I don't think they're on Kansas level. And then you're going to play either Iowa State, who they've seen before and beaten, or Miami. I don't. I mean, I don't think either one of them is good enough to beat Kansas. Yeah, those those feel like two teams who are going to have a real struggle to not be just happy to be their teams. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Obviously, you know, weird things happen, and you know, it's. I always go back to. I think what was it was at 06, George Mason, you know, when George Mason played UConn, UConn was the number one overall seed. Like, oh, that's it. They're going to be happy to be there in the Elite Eight. And they beat them. They got to the Final Four. And, you know, so it can happen. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, like I said, if, if I'm looking at the 16 left and someone said, all right, you know, 
you got to put a hundred dollars of your own money down, pick a team that's going to go to the final four. I'd pick Kansas. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I agree with you. The path for the winner of Providence, Kansas feels easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you can get sucked in by the seedings admittedly, but, but you know, Iowa state, Look, I, again, I started this out by saying, hey, they, they proved me wrong and great run and, you know, nice that they're here. But I don't think they're on Kansas level. I don't think Miami is. I don't think Providence is. I mean, Kansas oftentimes under Bill Self has had that, like, mystifying tournament loss. And so it could happen again. But just straight up, they are far and away the best of those four teams, I think, in that region. And that brings us to the... Now we're in the Sweet 16. How do you feel about Remy Martin question? Yeah, well, and he had a nice game there in this in the second round. Kate, you know, he's kind of working his way back in and and yeah, I mean, he was he's playing know, six man him. role. I mean, he the- is, and he was kind of a non-factor much of the conferences because he was hurt and missed a lot of time and and but yeah, I mean, that that maybe that's the role that's suited for him. It's the role that he had the, you know, great impact for us as a freshman and yeah, I don't know. Uh, check back with me in, in a week or maybe even two weeks, and I'll, I'll see what I think that time. I I don't know, man. I, I hate to root against the kid, um, but it would be a little bit of a bittersweet, maybe just maybe more bitter than sweet if I mean, you know, I'm not, he wins a national title or something like that. I want to be clear. I'm talking about fandom only. I'm not talking sure. about life rooting against him. No, no, or, no. I, you know, but in this year, this is Favre to the Jets. It's not Favre to the yeah. Vikings. Jane Daniels is Favre to the Vikings for me. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But this is, I mean, this is Favre to the Jets. Like, you know, he made it. Like he wasn't yeah. gonna come back, and then he right. maybe was gonna, but they didn't have a spot for him. They were ready to move on. Right, I, right. I, I still think it's more his fault than ASU's fault. Um, that that, that he's not, not still at ASU. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but I'm not. He didn't go to my enemy. He went to no. a team that, and he went to a much better program. I mean, like it's hard to fault. Somebody, as much as I love ASU and, and always will hope that ASU can achieve great things, it's a hope. Kansas is not a hope. They have done it. They do it almost every year. Um, and and so I can't fault him when that opportunity is there. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, you know, if if they win the national title and he, you know, comes off the bench and has, you know, seven points in the final four and, and five points in the title game. And, you know, it'd be like, oh, okay. But if he's the final four most outstanding player, that that might be a tougher pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, speaking of the transfer portal, unless you have other thoughts on the tournament. Well, okay, let's re- – I mean, okay, you probably are going to stick with the same picks. You're going you're gonna to go with the same final four having seen two games each? Yeah, I am. I, so yours was – I'm, UCLA, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Kansas, right? Well, I, I, I believe, right? yeah, I I believe I had the Badgers. Um, oh no, I thought you took Kansas. Let me look. Well, I had I thought I only had two one seeds. 
Let me okay. let me pull yeah, up my sure. bracket. I thought I thought you and I both had Gonzaga Kansas. Oh, I did. Yeah, Gonzaga okay. Kansas. So okay. uh, Gonzaga UCLA Arizona Kansas. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to stick with Gonzaga Kansas because I have those two, and I guess if repicking, I'm going to go. Uh, uh, I'll go Purdue and Villanova. You just refuse to believe in the Pac-12, and that's probably smart. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing personal. I, hey, I like UCLA. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a not a UCLA fan, but I enjoy UCLA basketball. Well, um, and you look, know, it's like it USC is, football. You know, it is the standard bearer. Oh yeah, of the conference. And that, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, I I have a respect for UCLA basketball and what they are and what they've been, and so you know, I I have nothing against them. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I like Purdue to start the year. They were kind of seemed a little shaky through the Big Ten season, but it seems like they're they're hitting their stride. Uh, you know, uh, from what I saw at least, and so I'll, I'll go with them. And I, I won't go with Arizona. I yeah, mean, I know they played well, but that's not going to happen. I know. I, I, Arizona I could win them. the title, and then you probably would still say, I, I don't probably know. would still pick somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean. They could make it, but you know Villanova's played well, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them. I, I was really disappointed by Tennessee. I, I thought uh, I thought they would just have a better run. I should have not trusted Rick Barnes. Apparently, hmm. I uh, I have my analogy for you. Okay. Arizona is to you what crepes are to Ricky Bobby. Even <laughs> even if presented with incontrovertible evidence sure you're not gonna say it sure <laughs> the difference of course is that ricky bobby actually likes those yeah. i don't like arizona yeah but i'm just but, saying yes, your, pr- your pride is, will never let you say point. it even correct even correct. when presented with facts that would make you yeah. want to say it like right you know i mean if, if arizona was was left with a you know who could they be playing a 13 and an 11 and a 10 Mm-hmm. I wouldn't pick them to get to the final four. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> but they're not. The, the two seed's still alive, and the two seed played it's well good. in their first two games. So I'm going I'm to believe in that. And the two them. seed has done it very recently. They have. They have, they have a coach who, who you know has gotten there and, and won a couple times, right? They won two titles? Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, now – that's one of those, and then we'll we'll transition to talk what's happening with ASU. But that's one of those where I wish the games were in the opposite order, because probably straight up I'd root for Michigan over Villanova. Mm-hmm. But because I don't know if Arizona is going to advance, and I won't know ahead of time, I'll probably root for Villanova in that game because I think they got a better chance to beat Arizona. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the transfer portal. Yeah, where ASU. Uh has learned that Jalen Graham, second-team all-conference, big man, who Bobby Hurley has, I think you can say, stuck with. And if you're, yeah. looking, for, if you're looking for the exception that proves the rule, coached up in a, you know, in a way where yeah. he's improved markedly in his time yeah. at ASU. Uh, Which I've been critical of, of Hurley's track record of that. That's and, what I'm you know, saying. This is the guy. Guys who stayed have not improved, and he's he has. So you're right. Can't argue that. But he's not staying. He's entered the transfer no. portal. And uh, I don't know what Doug Haller meant by NIL is such a factor. 
or whatever his cryptic tweet to end yeah. his tweet thread was, but right. I'm I'm guessing that our uh, we prepare guys for the pros model that doesn't include financial incentives <laughs> is going to lose out to a place that prepares guys for the pros and offers financial incentives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm I'm curious where he ends up uh, because, you know, again, I mean, I, I threw this out there and it totally just fabricated from the deep, darkest recesses of my mind. But when we talked about this a couple weeks ago and I said, you know, if he has a chance to go to Kentucky, well, if he goes to Kentucky, I can't fault him. Or someplace like that. I mean, I, again, I haven't, I haven't heard any speculation about where he's going to go. I don't know about you. No, none. Um, but you know, if he goes to a program at that level, okay. But if he goes to, you know, a, a mid Oklahoma, you know, yeah, mid tier, Big Ten, Big Twelve, then it's that's where it's going to, you know, really stick in my craw a little bit. And and you know, it just you can't help but feel like, and I guess you know. Maybe you just have to make peace with this. I don't know how you change it, but you can't help but feel like, you know, you're AAA baseball. Or the like Oakland you, A's. Yeah, yeah. Like, you develop the guy, and then when he gets good enough, he goes on somewhere better. And, uh, I mean, and I've, I've thought about that a lot over the last few days, and I thought, like, I don't love that, but maybe I just have to kind of embrace it that, you know, that's the way college sports is going to be, at least for now. Maybe there'll be some rule changes or things that change that. But for right now, and like, you know, the, the top programs are going to pick off guys like that. And why wouldn't they? I mean, it, I, you know, that's the way the sport is structured. Football, too. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I saw Haller today said uh, Justin Rochlin. Ashlyn is uh, entering the portal. Uh, You know, he didn't play, so I don't know what we're losing there. And we've got Nunez coming in. The Graham news, you know, I guess Boyache better be good. Yeah, or you better go get somebody else, you know, as well. I mean, kind of a combination of both of those things. I mean, it's it's like, uh, you know, I mean, how many times do you see it, you know, in pro sports where – you know, like the Colorado Rockies, you know, they get rid of Nolan Arenado because they don't want to pay him, but then they go get Chris Bryant. It's like, well, why didn't you just keep Nolan? But, you know, that's kind of how it feels right now. It's like, well, you might lose a guy, but you better – now you got to go poach. Now you got to go, you know, find the guy from the MAC or Conference USA or somebody at that level and say, hey, you know, you, you've improved. Come on down to the Pac-12 and play for us. Yeah. You, you got to get the continuity right faster next year for sure and and you got to keep your fingers crossed that that's the only departure because mm-hmm. you know i mean we talked about it right after the season you know we had up to seven of the nine man rotation coming back well now it's down to six mm-hmm. and and one of the most important is gone the other three guys didn't play so i'm not gonna uh, you know like they might be good they might not but i'm not gonna sweat you know losing guys who didn't see action this year that's the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. But losing rotation guys is where, like you said, then then it you know ends up a two or three months. Oh, it's just taking a while for everybody to get on the same page. It's like, dude, you don't have that long, man. It's a four month season. You you, you got to get it right quicker. Yeah. So, you know, that's going great, and uh, and then let's you know pivot to football. 
where yeah. the transfer portal news is actually maybe the door is spinning all the way around and our quarterback is the guy who we <laughs> saw in Gainesville this year. Possibly, possibly. I think we're going to have to wait a while to find out because um, I think he's got, you know, he's staying at Florida academically until end of spring. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's apparently on the radar for us, old Emory Jones, who I sort of tongue in cheek, not complimentary, said, you know, he's like the twin of Jake Daniels. And I think he even texted you, you know, have they ever been seen in the same place at the same time? Um, and by God, he might end up replacing Jake Daniels. Yeah. Where they, again, will never be seen at the same place at the same no. time. No, exactly. Yeah. Unless we meet LSU in the Vegas Bowl or something like that, um, which is possible because it is an SEC year for the Vegas Bowl next year. So I guess don't rule it out. Yeah. But uh, look, ASU spring ball, we're a week in. Uh, it's going okay. You know? Yeah, it's going all right. You know, I, I mean, like. We're getting uh, all the same reports. You know, guys are making yeah. catches. Sure. Guys sure. are learning the system. Two new right. systems, offense and defense. Defense right. is apparently not changing. Which is okay. I mean, I guess I guess I'm okay with that. I I think it's interesting. One one note I saw in Haller's thing, I think it was today or yesterday he posted it. You know, the defense belonged to Darian Butler and now he's gone and it belongs to Kyle Soelli. And I'm thinking, does Merlin Robertson I mean, is he just a terrible leader? I, I mean, he's a fifth-year guy who was a you know four-star recruit. Shouldn't he be the leader of the defense by now? Well, did you notice that his name didn't appear at all? In, Pretty much, no. I, no so not in that I'm article. wondering, is he is he leaving? Well, I mean, so he did. You know, he mentioned him in the defensive depth chart one a few weeks ago. Yeah, talked about him and didn't didn't hesitate on him. There was no like you know if he stays or whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I mean, he didn't mention him at all. So I yeah. don't know. I mean, uh, and again, you know, leaders and, and some guys aren't, aren't born leaders. Some guys are good, but they, you know, so I, I don't, I don't want to be too critical of the guy, but I, I did read that and thought, geez, for how highly touted he was. And the fact he's a fifth year senior, who's basically been a starter all five all four years. years he's been yeah. here. Shouldn't he be the leader? Shouldn't he be the guy that's, you know, grabbing the bull by the balls and saying it's my defense now? But, uh, I mean, apparently not. No, I I viewed it I, I, I viewed it as conspicuous that yeah. he was absent from all of these Not mentioned, things. yeah, yeah, you know. So, I don't know. And, and I mean, the, Haller is sure, and, and it's one of those things that you feel like he knows more than he's going to say on record, but... He sure keeps hammering the, the concerns about the offensive line, and I'm not saying he's wrong, uh, you know. And it and it makes you wonder what they're telling him off the record, how concerned they are about the offensive line. Yeah, it it seems bad, and you know, with a new quarterback and new running backs, right. that that's not good. No, but you know, the good thing we have is that we're going to huddle a lot, apparently. So that'll help. We're going to huddle a lot. Yeah. We're, we're gonna be slow we're gonna be taking this game back a few decades. Yeah. With yeah. our style yeah, of offense. Yeah, it's gonna be Bo Schembechler ball, except without the dominant offensive line. Yeah. I, I did find it interesting. Haller made the point, and he's right, that he mostly referred to coaches' ages if they were old. <laughs> I saw that too. And yes, he's like, yes. for whatever it's worth, Glenn Thomas is forty four, and I thought, <laughs> man, this guy's forty four and he hasn't put together a good offense I in know. you know. 
six I years, know. and it's unclear if he called the plays for the one good offense he was right. associated with. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it just there's there's just not a lot to be brimming with, you know, optimism yeah. about our defensive this coordinator was about to retire. Our offensive right. coordinator That's led right. UNLV to a bad <laughs> record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I, I, I enjoyed that little nugget. Well, he was considering retirement. Like, oh, well, fantastic then. But he thought it I'm was sure unfair with with yeah. uh, with the departure of Antonio right. Pierce to, right. to leave the right. team in a lurch. It's like, uh, hey, leave gosh. us in a lurch. Let us go find a young coordinator. Uh, what? No, I, make I Rodriguez the coordinator. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. It's just like there's, there's so many – warning signs that I'm trying to ignore uh, or, or maybe not ignore, but just hope that, that you know, well, all those road closed signs that I'm driving down the street and I'm seeing road closed ahead. and like, that. No, that can't be this road. Yeah. It can't be this road. I'm just going to keep on going, baby. Um, and, I mean, I and, view this you know, as uh, we're going to spend the year doing something I did throughout my childhood and all of high school with the Brewers. And it's just going to be like, <laughs> Hey, look, if, the offensive line comes together, yeah. and this running back from Wyoming's good. Sure. And either Emory Jones comes in, or the quarterbacks we have really make right. a connection with the receivers, and we see real improvement from Bunkley Shelton and real right. improvement from Elijah Badger, and the the senior heavy linebacker core, and yeah. the, and the return of Lole. And if all that goes together, and our kicking game is okay, you know, then we really could have something. But, right, but right. that's only if like a together, dozen. We might win seven games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's like a dozen <laughs> things that have to go yeah. right. I know, I know, and 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 some of them more likely than others. I think defensively we could be better than average. I don't, I don't think we're going to be great defensively. I mean, the secondary is a question mark, but I think you know we could be line, really good. We could be really good against the run, and I don't know yeah. that it'll matter against anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to come down to pass rush kind of compensating for potentially a, a shaky secondary. Um, but there is, there are players in the secondary. Like it's, it's not worth, we're not bereft of talent. It's just not a lot of experience. So I think it could be okay, but offensively it just feels like, man, a, a lot of, a lot of like, like you just said, if this happens, if this happens, if this happens, and it's like, you know, okay. Is there a one in, 20 chance that all those coin tosses bounce our way and it's like wow this offense is better than we expected sure but uh, you know that leaves a 19 out of 20 chance that probably some of them don't and you're looking at an offense that's gonna struggle to be consistent score points yeah and i i think that's gonna be the case i just i mean emory jones is like first of all he's not here yet secondly i mean we saw him he's 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 nothing special. He might be better than what we've got on the roster now, um, but he's not special. Yeah. And and he's not going to be surrounded by a special cast that's going to make him look special. Yeah. I, I, I was heartened by the comment that, you know, Tyson's doing a lot to try to be a leader on and off sure. the field and get to know the players and, you know, yeah, that Bourget already has that, but you know, can he throw the ball thirty yards downfield? That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does either one of them have? It, it sounds like they may have the intangibles, 
and that's delightful. <laughs> but do they have the tangibles yeah. to, you know, be to, to make the throws, to read the defenses, to, you know, escape the pass rush? I mean, and we don't know. Neither one of them has played a meaningful snap in their college career. I mean, Trenton Borgay has played in, what, two, three, four games here, never got a snap when the game was in doubt. Mm-hmm. Paul Tyson never got a snap when the game was in doubt with Alabama the last couple of years. So who knows? Maybe there's something there, but there's there's nothing to go off of that makes you actually believe that right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Emory Jones would would give us experience, you know, playing experience, but playing experience that isn't exactly, you know, setting the world on fire either. Yeah. Um, let's pivot now to the NFL. Yeah. The Colts got their man, and it wasn't Jimmy G. No. And it and it wasn't Jacoby Brissett, and it wasn't Phil Rivers, and it and it wasn't Carson Wentz. And it wasn't even Scott Tolzien. It was Matty Ice. <laughs> no, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, the end of a the end of an era in Atlanta, and and you know, uh, I like one that probably doesn't get remembered as well as it should. To be honest, I mean, I mean he, he was he an MVP. There. He yeah. he had a massive lead. In a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. And right. and through not a ton of fault of his own, they blew that Super Bowl. He yeah. he had, if I recall, as I watched that game get away, he had a sack fumble that mm-hmm. was big. But besides that, you know, he didn't play poorly. Um, I mean, that was just one of those things, man. It just, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, 14 years he was their starter. I think in those 14 years he probably – I remember right. He missed maybe five total games. Not even sure about that. I mean, he was extremely durable, always available, uh, came there when they were at their lowest, Mm -hmm. you know, Michael Vick and, and number one, you know, Bobby Petrino. And uh, yeah, I mean, like he was, he was the, the guy who had to rescue the franchise in some ways with a brand new coach and a brand new GM. And, and he was really good. And he's probably, uh, I don't know if you agree. I think he'll probably be a hall of famer. When it's, when it's all well, said and done. So offensive rookie of the year, offensive MVP, four-time pro bowler. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, a lot. It, the Super Bowl would have iced it in a, it in a Matt Stafford sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't have that. Now, you know, the, the comparison I make, and it's, you know, a guy who was just with the Colts two years ago in the same scenario. I mean, a lot of people believe Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He's not in yet. Obviously, he's not eligible yet. But if Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, how is Matt Ryan not? Their mm-hmm. careers are very similar, mm-hmm. except Matt Ryan also has an MVP and a Super Bowl appearance. Rivers yeah. doesn't have either one of those. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, if you're going to put Rivers in for, man, he was he was an incredibly durable, productive quarterback for 15 or so years. One of the, you know, was never the best quarterback in the league, but was always one of the best. Well, Matt Ryan is too. Or mm-hmm. has been. And, hey, if he gets that run with the Colts, that could ice it. I mean, I, I don't I don't know that he will. But, I mean, that's a pretty good team. I feel like they, they could win the division. Yeah. I, I don't know if they can go to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, the South appears to the be playoffs, the easiest. You could go. Exactly, yeah. And I would say the South is the easiest division in the AFC right now. When you look at Houston in full rebuild. 
and Jacksonville in, in early stages of rebuild. Tennessee's good, but you know, when half of the division feels like you can write them off to start the year, you can't say that about the other three divisions. Well, in Tennessee, am I remembering right, was the one seed. They were. So they were, yeah. you can win that division, pick up some easy wins against lower tier sure. opponents. And yeah, remember, sure. Tennessee's playing the ones in all right, the interconference right. matchups. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and they were, you know, Tennessee won the division by, I think, two games over the Colts. You know, if Matt Ryan plays well, and that's the question is, does, does you know, does Matt Ryan have much left in the tank? Because mm-hmm. he didn't do much the last couple of years, but Atlanta really got bad. Like they just, you know, Matt Ryan getting traded off of there makes you realize like, wow, they just don't have much of anything. Kyle Pitts, I guess, yeah. is, is pretty good. But there's very little to interest the, you know, even someone like me who's pretty well versed on rosters. And, you know, I don't know every roster, but I could. I can tell you a lot. I can't tell you too many guys are with the Falcons, to be honest. Well, I mean, Ridley's suspended. Right, right. Yeah. You lost Russell Gage, who I don't even think is that good, but he left. Like, there's not much. I mean, by the way, does does Kyle Pitts feel a little bit like Tony Gonzalez on the Chiefs right now? Where it's like, yeah, he's really good, so you're going to (laughs) lose. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, kind of. They're in... They're in rebuild. I mean, they, they're in, you know, some cap trouble this year, but they have a ton of it coming off after the year. And, you know, we'll have a lot of money to spend and try to rebuild and draft picks and the like. They obviously didn't didn't send all their picks to, to Houston for Deshaun Watson, even though they were ready to, um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so. Instead, they get Mariota. They get Mariota, which is, I think, a, you know, a fine pickup. Well, and you um, reunite I mean, him with Arthur Smith. Right, right. You know, I think. Like it's the perfect sort of you could still if they're if they're infatuated with one of the quarterbacks take them in the first round or maybe in the second um, you know and have a rookie and and then you know if Mariota is is the starter to start okay fine maybe he's really good maybe he overachieves and that's great and if not you have the rookie to to step in I would say yeah I mean so yeah I, I think that's a solid the Niners do it you know exactly exactly yeah yeah I mean I think that's a Solid signing. I think, uh, you know, the Saints bringing back Jameis, I think, was a good move. Um, you know, he played pretty well until he got hurt. and uh, You know, makes sense, given that, again, Watson didn't go there. We didn't. We haven't talked Watson to the Browns, I guess. That, yeah. that happened since the last time we talked. Watson to the Browns? Uh, boatload of monster picks. package. I mean, a, yeah. for a guy who hasn't played football in an organized way in a while. Since the end of 2020, that's yeah. A, that's a lot of picks. It's a ton. It's a ton and a ton of freaking money, man. Wowzers. Like the the folks, and I was never one of them, and I, I, you know that, the folks who said, oh, my gosh, his career could be over. Like, nah, he's, he's really good and he's young. And, like, let's, let, don't, get, don't get lost in the moment that was, you know, last offseason. Like, the talent always wins. Yeah. Convicted? Never convicted. Never convicted. And even if he was, he'd get another chance. I said that to you about Henry Ruggs, and I still maintain it. I I do not believe Henry Ruggs' NFL career is over. It might be. Well, it doesn't might it be. depend on sentencing? Probably, yeah, yeah. But, I think, I mean, his, if, I think if, his career is over because logistically, I think he's going to be in, in he prison for a long time. He might be. But, let you know, who knows? I'm just saying, like, if he's... 
if he's a free agent, free and a free agent at age, you know, 29, he'll get another chance. Yeah, I think the question is if he's a free agent and he's free at age 37. Right, right. (laughs) And that could be, yeah. And that's why I say it might be, but I'm like, yeah, never say never, man. Uh, You know, we've just seen too many examples. And Deshaun Watson is, is more talented than Henry Ruggs, more proven than Henry Ruggs. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it was, he was going to get another shot. Am I a bit surprised that it worked out like for him to make more money? <laughs> a little bit surprised. Yes. Uh, but you know, that's like, that's the thing, man, a, a top notch quarterback, which he has been when he's, when he's been on the field for three and a half years, he has been a top notch quarterback is, is, you know, too in demand that it wasn't going to work out well for him. Yeah. And how about poor Baker? Finally oh, comes sad. out, makes a request for the trade. I know. They reject it. And then, then he says then he says he wants to go to the Colts. The Colts go get Matt Ryan instead. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but laugh at that, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he put his people come out and, you know, he he really likes the Colts. And the Colts are like, Yeah, no. We'll go get thirty eight year old Matt Ryan who hasn't been good for like three years. Yeah. I mean maybe they would have done it if it would have only cost him a third round pick to get Baker. Maybe. Maybe. I, at this point, uh, the Browns should jump at the chance to trade him for a third round pick because mm-hmm. who's going to give him that? Yeah. I mean, first of all, you owe him $18 million. It's fully guaranteed for this year because they picked up the fifth year option. That's only one year, but still that's a, that's a chunk of change. And you know, outside. So if you look at like who doesn't have a starter in place, it's pretty much Seattle and Carolina right now. Like, you know, somebody that they could pick up a starter and it would make sense. Yeah. Pretty much every other team has somebody in place. And the Niners won't trade Jimmy G to Seattle. No. I don't know what the Niners are going to do with him. Like, I feel like they've, they've maybe misplayed their hand in yeah. not trading him. Because, you know, you're starting to run out of options. Plus, he's injured. Now, he's you know, he's had surgery on his throwing shoulder, so he can't participate in the offseason stuff. I, I'm not sure what they ultimately do with him. Do you do you go into training camp with him? I I guess. I guess. I mean, you know, Trey Lance isn't making that much money, so you could bring him back and say, you know, okay, may the best man win. Really, really legitimately open it up, and then you also see if see if there's a you know Minnesota Vikings Teddy Bridgewater like injury that you know some team is desperate and says, oh, we gotta. We got to give whatever to get a starting quarterback because ours got hurt. Yeah, but that doesn't happen that often anymore because no one plays in the preseason. <laughs> there yeah. would be so few starting quarterbacks actually see the field the preseason that depending on a quarterback injury is probably not a great course of action. Yeah, I mean, I, if I'm the Browns, I I can't imagine I keep Baker around. You can't. You can't. There's no way. I mean, he'll he'll make it toxic. So like, then the question is, that, do you find a way to trade him into a quarterback battle at least? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, do you trade him to the Giants? You yeah, or, or Detroit. I've heard mentioned. You know, because I yeah. think they only are yeah. on the hook for golf for one more year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a possibility. Seattle apparently likes him. You know, liked him in the draft, and uh, you know, so maybe you get them on the. But I don't think you're going to get much for him. I mean, I think at this point you're looking at, you know, a 
take a, a day three pick and maybe even have to pay some of his salary to get him off the books. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, yeah, I don't think they can keep him. The Niners, theoretically, I suppose, can keep Garoppolo. I think it's a bad move for, to develop Trey Lance. I, I feel like it's time. Well, but and, but they could just do, you know, like the Giants with Kurt Warner and Eli. Yes, I remember, yeah. even though no oh, one yeah. else does. I remember. Oh, I do. I uh, do. You know, and you just say, all right, well, we're, we're just going to go with Trey, but, you know, he'll probably get hurt, so you'll probably start a game or two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's and and Garoppolo, to his credit, has been, you know, model citizen basically um, in terms of dealing with that stuff. He he didn't demand a trade. He didn't take pot shots in the media. He you know, kind of just went about his business, handled it very maturely. So maybe you bring him back, and uh, you know, he can't participate in any OTAs or or mini camp because he's going to be injured. So you still Trey Lance still gets all the off season reps. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you know, you bring him into training camp and you see if there's an opportunity. You just, the one thing I think you don't want is, you know, you start to divide the team. You start to have guys, you know, well, Garoppolo should be our guy. No, Trey Lance, you know, that's what you don't want. And it's possible that happens if you continue with both of them on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it feels like both those teams, I mean, like Cleveland. Uh, I get it, what they did, because apparently they were told they were out on Deshaun Watson. But man, they should when when Baker did his you know trade demand, they should have gotten teams on the phone like right that day and said, "Okay, what do you give us for him? Get him, get him out of town." Yeah. And what are they going to do with all those commercials? Because he's living at the at the stadium. I know, I know. Like, does Deshaun Watson get those commercials? Does he move in? Uh, or, I, I'll or, tell you this: I, I don't think that's the answer. Probably not. Probably not. But, it, you know, it, take, I, it took Ray I, I Lewis a couple of years to get commercials again. That's true. That's true. I mean, he, he might eventually move into First Energy Stadium, but I suppose right now, not. Yeah. Yeah. What? You know, does does Baker do those commercials in like you know Edmonton playing for the Eskimos? Is, <laughs> is that what we're looking at? I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. I so I. Wouldn't it be something if Deshaun Watson spent a year away at the request of the team and then is traded to a team that asked their former starting quarterback <laughs> to spend a year away from the yeah. team? Just put him on ice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing about him, though, is don't you feel like he like Watson kind of played the part because he didn't want to be there anyway. So mm-hmm. he didn't, you know, like basically when the season started, he just wasn't around. Like, don't you feel like Baker's the type of guy that would like show up and make a nuisance of himself? I think he would do the WWE style. He he buys him his ticket in the front row. Yes, it's like yeah, well, he's not exactly. allowed to be here. Well, he bought a ticket. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I think he's the type that would make it toxic. And and look, it's already going to be challenging enough for them to get through the initial stages with Watson. One, he might get suspended. I think there's a decent chance. Two, you know, there's going to be initial resistance to him, just like there was when Vic came back. And, like, the last thing you need is more circus on top of that. So you just need to, like, get whatever you can for him, I would say. Don't mess around. Make the move. Take a day three pick. Call it a loss and move on. Yeah. At least he got more of a chance than Josh Rosen did. He did. 
He did. Yeah, that that 2018 first round is quite the quite the mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Like Lamar Jackson's been an MVP. Josh Allen is is probably a top five or ten quarterback in the league right now. The other three are it's it's rough. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, Packers dealt Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Yeah, what do you think? The relationship was broken. Yeah. Um, I I think franchising him and forcing him to play on it would have been worse. Yeah. He, you know, he was a stand-up guy while he was with the Packers, but he, yeah. he was not shy about expressing his opinion upon being franchise tagged that he would not be playing on a one-year deal. Right, right. And you know what? They, the Raiders made an offer. The Packers told him they'd match it. He said he didn't want that. Yeah. And that was it. And you know yeah. what? Okay. It was, it was an incredible eight year run. Sure. Sure. I, I think that whoever is wide receiver one for the Packers will be worse than Adams. And I think that Carr will be worse than Rogers. And so I think yeah. everyone's going to be a little worse for the trade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, that, that AFC West is going to be very fascinating because all four teams have made it clear. Like, I mean, the chiefs obviously, but the other three teams, you know, have made it clear with their off season moves that like, we are, we are going for it. We are winning this year and they can't, not all of them can win this year. So somebody's going to, find himself as a major underachiever in that division it feels like yeah and well, if i had to guess i'd guess the raiders yeah and i hate to say that but i just i don't know that i believe in josh mcdaniels as a head coach um and Derek carr i don't know man like is he a, is he a guy who was just waiting for a good situation and this is it and he's gonna take that leap or is he just kind of like an average quarterback who puts up decent numbers but isn't really a winner? Yeah, is he just kind of a guy? Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Now, I'm also not sold that the Broncos are going to take a major leap. I think Russell Wilson's a much better quarterback than what they had, but like, are they, are they that good around him to make a major move up in that division? Yeah, I don't know. I... I, I mean, it's a long ways off to, you know, we still got the draft and we still got, you know, free a lot of free agents still out there. And I, like the rosters aren't set, but I, I don't know, like the notion that like the Broncos were a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I think it makes them better, but better enough to win, you know, 13 games. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Agreed. Especially in that division. It's just going to be tough, man. Uh, you know, the Chiefs haven't really made any, like, huge offseason moves. I mean, I guess they got Justin Reed to replace Matthew. But they keep but, going to the AFC title game, so. Exactly. But they don't, yeah, they don't need to make huge offseason moves because they've got Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey and Andy Reed, and, like, they're not going anywhere, it doesn't feel like. And then the other three teams have, you know, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson to the Chargers, Russell Wilson to the Broncos, Chandler Jones, Devontae Adams to the Raiders, like, Bam, and you know, like I said, somebody in that division, maybe two, are going to be viewed as like massive underachievers next year. It feels like. Well, we'll find out. We got nine more months, but uh, my house is making weird noises, so we're going to have to wrap up while I figure out what that sound is. 
Uh, <laughs> until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.